The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you'd like to catch that, you can do so up until 3 o'clock Eastern. And uh, at that time, he'll be live in this little area right here. And then on the right side of the page is where we're at. Just click on the play button, blow it up, whatever device you've got. Look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner and join us in the chat on Rumble. Click on that icon. It'll take you over there. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel there, and uh, <clears throat> you can catch us over there as well. 
And we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page. And thank you guys for carrying us over there as well. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. That goes out once a day between 7 and 8 Eastern. And uh, that's all the articles on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com for that day, as well as the morning show archive is included in there. So if you often wonder where you can find that, sign up for the email newsletter. You get it every day in your inbox. Okay. Um, and then finally... If you would like to keep, help keep us out there doing the things that we're doing, uh, there's a donate button at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And uh, we really do appreciate you guys and your support. Uh, there was a tab that I didn't get um, open this morning, and I've got a couple of things that I'm going to bring to you, and then we're going to get in on the main topic here. Um, but I think there was uh, something else I wanted to... Uh, to bring up here, but maybe I missed it. <laughs> oh, this one, this one right here. Yeah. So I, I want you to listen to the convoluted stuff that comes out of this man's mouth. Um, sheriff Mike Chitwood. I assume this is the sheriff. I, I'm not really sure. I, he's a spokesman down here in Florida or down there in Florida, not here. I'm not in Florida, but uh he's talking here about hate speech laws that are about to be passed in Florida under Governor Ron DeSantis and I just we'll take just a minute here but the the the, the convoluted thinking here is just absolutely incredible in 1 minute you're going to hear some of the absolute stupidity that we're dealing with with those in authority. Listen to this. Holding people accountable without you know, violating their free speech. Sure. And again, I would remind you that there is no, there's no First Amendment right to conduct. There's a First Amendment right to speech. And the things that we're targeting in the bill... Oh, not that's, that's not true. If someone wants to stand across the street from my house and wave the sign on the sidewalk, they have every right to do that. And this bill won't have anything to do with that. But okay, hold on just a second. There is a right to conduct. The 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 lack of when you don't establish. Let me just read it to you. This is the First Amendment. It says Congress shall make no law. It doesn't say anything about you and me, individuals. It says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. That is conduct. So what the guy just told you is a lie. It does protect your conduct. If you're doing what you're doing in obedience to the Lord, um, it also affects outside of that the freedom of speech, the press. The press is a conduct. Believe it or not, that's the way it's supposed to be. Okay. Then he says, or then it says, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble. Assembling is a conduct too. You assemble with those that you are of like mind with. You don't assemble, and you have the liberty to not assemble with people you don't want to assemble with for whatever reason. You don't want to hang out with people with big noses, so you don't hang out with them. You don't want to hang out with somebody who has a beard, so don't hang out with them. You, you don't want to hang out with them because of a different ideology. Don't hang. All of this is conduct. And to petition the government for a redress of grievance, that is a conduct too. So what this guy is saying is utter nonsense. And if you listen to listen to how they try to get this stuff in a hate crime, I, I, you know, I wish somebody would ask him the obvious question. Has anybody ever committed a crime out of love? 
Has anybody ever committed a crime out of love? I, I'd just like to know if that's the case. Anyway, here he goes. But when it veers into conduct, and so the way we're going to approach this is through a hate crime kicker. So if you project, if you graffiti a building, it is a crime now. But if your motivation is hate, it will be a third degree felony. You'll spend five years in prison. Okay. All right. Did you get it? <laughs> it graffiti, if you graffiti somebody's house or their, their property, it's already a crime now. Well, why don't you just enforce the law against it? But if we find out you're targeting the fill-in-the-blank and it's racially motivated, religiously motivated, blah, 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 whatever, then it's going to be five years in jail for you, buddy, and a felony. And a felony. <laughs> just You can't make it. But listen, it gets, it gets better. If you want to litter, it's a crime right now. But if you litter and if your motivation is a hate crime, it will be a third degree felony. You will spend five years in jail. Is it okay? You can't. I mean, you can't make this up. This is because they don't enforce the laws that he's talking about. If you litter, it's already a crime. Then charge him with the crime, dude. But if you go and dump your trash in, I don't know, pick your whatever ideology you're against or whatever, if you do that and they find out, you know, that you did it out of hate, not like you didn't, you didn't have a care in the world for, for throwing your, your beer can out the window into the yard, like some people do in ours, or letting your trash fall off the truck and it just go into two or three yards like somebody did the other day. <laughs> they didn't obviously care enough and have any love enough to come back and pick up their stuff. I did. It's just, uh, this is going on in Florida, guys. This is in Florida. It's a crime right now to hang banners from an interstate. For obvious reasons, we don't want to distract drivers. <laughs> okay, so again, you, you can't make it up. So how many billboards, Mr. Uh, hate crime person here, how many billboards are distracting drivers? Huh? No, nah, you don't want political speech is what you don't want, which is protected that I just read in the First Amendment. That's what you don't want. If you were worried about distracting drivers, you'd take all those billboards off the sides of the road. But you don't do that, do you? No, nope, you don't do that because that makes money. Just as charging these people with these silly crimes makes money. That's what it's about. That's what this is about. It's about getting money. And if you could see the underlying belly of what we are as the United States right now, that is what we are. The money's not lying when it says, in God we trust. The people have made that money, that unjust weights and balances, which God calls an abomination, by the way. They've made that their God. That is the God of the United States. I know that's not what we were established on. I get it. But this is where we're at. Everything and anything done in this society, in this system, is money-based. Even when you go to jail. Even when you go to court. There are bonds. You guys get that? Why do they want to sell you bonds to do whatever they're going to do in the school district? It's all money-based. Everything is money-based. And if you go back, you'll remember that Jesus specifically pointed out you're going to serve one of two masters. 
It's not just God in anything. It's God in mammon. God in money. That's the system that we're in. This is what this guy is promoting. But if you do that and you have a hate crime, a hate motivation, it will be a third degree felony. You will spend five years in jail. How optimistic are you of moving this bill along? I guarantee the bill will pass. And I never do that. <laughs> okay. So, so there you go. There you go. This is out of Ron DeSantis' estate who's being put up to you as a very conservative and all this other stuff. And, of course, we've, we've covered some of that. I think Bradley's done a, a couple of shows. I think we've done one or two here in the morning. But he's, he's, he's part of the, he's, you know, the George Carlin thing. He's part, of the, he's part of the in crowd. And the people love their tyrants. That's what gets me. They love their tyrants. A um, couple of little side notes here. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Do you hear about this one? Ghislaine Maxwell claims Jeffrey Epstein was murdered, gets thrown into solitary confinement. <laughs> this is a report that's out from the Western Journal. And uh, it's really interesting because I think it was Hannah in the uh, Telegram group who said, well, they're not going to under her, you know, because if they do that, well, then <clears throat> they won't know who all has the information that her and Jeffrey sent out with all those videos and all that blackmail and everything. And I tend to I tend to probably agree that that's probably the case, but that that's that's quite interesting. Here she goes. She says it. And look, I don't have any sympathy for for Miss Maxwell for what she did. Yeah. Yeah, for what she did, she shouldn't even be breathing, but the fact of the matter is, she's come out and she's apparently made this claim she thinks it too. Epstein didn't kill himself. I want to also point out this one. This is new from the Sharp Edge. Funding the control grid, part three, the food framework. Now, the other two will be up. I'll throw all of them in the uh, archives. We've also had the Edge on. Uh, she came on the show. Gosh, it's probably like 2019 or something like that that she was on. And we talked about Disney and um, the, the keys to the kingdom, if you will, and Walt Disney and his Freemasonic ties and the child trafficking and all that other stuff. So I'll have those up in the um, in the archive. Now, um, I want to kind of get to this here, and then I want to bring something to bear. We had James Roguski on, and um, James is warning about this World Health Organization, you know, pandemic treaty and stuff. And he's just been tirelessly, man. I I see him everywhere, and I get his emails now. And um, <clears throat> we're going to play a little pop quiz he has for people because this is, I mean, the Biden administration said they're going to sign on to it. Now, the question is going to be, is the Senate going to back that? Well, they keep pushing the lie about a virus. They keep pushing the, the lie about the shots. And I think, it, it, look, I think this whole thing with Ukraine is a big thing thing to take our eyes off of the fact that their narrative has fallen apart and they want us to forget that so that they can keep pushing their agenda. That's, that's what I think. Now, there's a lot going on there. And for people who say there aren't bioweapon labs, we showed you the documents from like 2005, I think it was, where the U.S. Department of Defense was going to uh, go in there. They were going to protect these labs. Oh, we don't want them to get in the wrong hands, so we'll put them in ours. <laughs> so that's the right hands to be in, too. Oh, we don't want these things getting out. And I don't know how many they were funding, but it was millions of your dollars that they were funding to protect those in Ukraine. 
That was in t at least 2005. They might, they probably were doing it before then. And there's no doubt that they've, they've been working with them since then. They don't just protect. No, they develop. That's why all that money goes over there. They're developing. And they're enriching their buddies over there. It's a, it's a corrupt system. And, and that is one good thing. I will point that out about Donald Trump. He wanted to see if, there, if that corruption was gone before he sent the money. Good for him. That's a prop for him. Should have been done. But uh, anyway, you see what happens now. This is uh, from the expose. Confirmed government data, and this is out of the UK, by the way, COVID shot is more deadly than COVID-19. And I use COVID-19 in the quotes because, you know, they haven't proven that SARS-CoV-2 exists. Well, then what's making a sick temp? I don't know, but they haven't proven that SARS-CoV-2 my guess is you're getting some EMF stuff. That's what, that's what I think it is, but that's me. I'm entitled to opinion, and my opinion from what I see is you're getting it from a new technological rollout. And it's, in all honesty, when you, when you really look at it and you see a lot of the things that people are experiencing, it's a little more severe than maybe the flu, but overall, the recovery rate was incredible, really high. Now, I can't say the same thing for people who took the shot because the recovery rate from that isn't that great. Some people are affected worse than others. And again, you can go back and you can see different lots because you're in an experiment. And in an experiment, you have different lots so they can tell how much toxicity your body can take. What is it going to do when we add this? What is it going to do when we take away that? And literally, they have everything in there but the kitchen sink. In fact, some of the vials, some of the children's vials, according to Dr. Carrie Midday, when we had her on, contain weaponized stuff in them. I mean, I don't, I'll, that's not a big technical word. I know stuff, but they have a lot of weaponized things in them. And that was in the kids' shot, okay? And I'll try to remember and throw that up so that if you guys didn't see that or didn't see the paperwork, which is which is printed in the in the archive, you can see the actual document of what they picked up in the children's Pfizer shot. So anyway, <clears throat> this is from the expose. Official government reports confirming eight times more people died due to COVID-19 vaccination within six months of the vaccine rollout than had died of COVID-19 within 18 months are extremely worrying, you think? <laughs> and evidence that the COVID-19 vaccines currently on offer should have been withdrawn from public use nearly two years ago. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I can't, with the document dumps that have come out, I am, well, I'm not surprised because the U.S. government has been bought out by Big Pharma. They are their pimps now. They are. The biggest cartel in the world, if you really want to know, is the U.S. government. They're the one who oversees the FDA. They're the one who oversees the CDC. They're the ones who oversee um, this, uh, uh, gosh, what was I fixing to say here? They oversee this stuff here. And we know from history that the CIA has been involved in drug running too. And this is just drugs 
that are a different scale. Because pharmaceutical drugs, let me ask you something. <clears throat> when you hear about cocaine or heroin or fentanyl and stuff like that, you think dirty, greasy, you know, slimy, back alley kind of stuff, right? And that's what you think of. That's what they want you to think of. When you think of pharmaceuticals, you think clean and sterile and little guys in white lab coats and smiles as they prick your skin, right? That's what, you, that's what you're trained to think. You think of them completely different, yet in many cases, they're very similar. They're very similar. And so what's happening is, is when these came out, what should have happened is the DOJ should have immediately put a halt to all of it, should have started gathering a case against Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, and then started developing cases against any doctors, any nurses giving this without informed consent. That's what they should have done. But they didn't do it. Why? Because they're in their back pocket. They're in their back pocket. See, we got our own cartels. We don't need Mexico for it. Uh, anyway, let's go back to the, uh, the article here. By the way, this was something that we made mention of several times early on when they rolled out the shot. We said, are we going to come to a, are we going to come to a time where more people die from taking this shot than from the alleged virus? Again, a virus that's not even been proven to exist. Um, okay, so here's the, here's the, the other part of the article. According to official NHS data, which can be viewed here, from March 2020 up to the 25th of August 2021, a period of 18 months, 90,147 COVID deaths within 28 days of a positive test have been recorded in England hospitals. Of these, 86.315 all died of other serious pre-existing conditions. So virtually, oh, I don't know, um, a little under 4,000 people actually died of what they call the virus. The rest of them died from something else. And those something else's include dementia, chronic kidney disease, chronic pulmonary disease, chronic neurological disease, and heart disease. However, they were added to the COVID statistics due to having received a positive test within 28 days of their death. And what do we know about those? Well, we know they're not trustworthy, right? Based on Public Health Scotland data seen in the following chart, it would seem the top pre-existing condition of those who died with a positive test result for COVID-19 has been dementia, followed by heart disease and chronic respiratory disease. And so those of you watching on the video screen, you'll see this. And then <clears throat> let me just add this part here because this is about the tests. When you consider that testing was compulsory in hospitals, despite it not being written in law, and they use the PCR test notorious for producing false positives, it's not hard to see how the government managed to mix tens of thousands of people who actually died of other causes into the COVID-19 death statistics. Now, it doesn't even have to be that difficult to understand. We've played the video. You can find it. Anywhere, if I'd have been thinking about it here, I, I would have brought this up. Dr. Burks, remember her? Trump's scarf lady, who pushed, who pimped the shots, who pimped the 
feet distancing, who pimped the mask and all this other stuff, got on news and said, yeah, we're mixing people who don't have COVID in with the COVID. We'll just sort it out later. She said it right on the air. And now she's trying to write a book distancing herself from that because she knows she, she belongs at the end of a noose. I guess in Florida under DeSantis with this bill coming, that might be considered a hate crime that I just said that. But that's, that's what the penalty would be. That's what the penalty should be. When you've taken advantage of the people, when you've lied to them and deceived them, and then you bump your numbers up of something you know isn't true in order to push the fear, in order to push the shot, well, you deserve to be shot. And of course, I'm talking about due process. I'm not talking about people going out and murdering people. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that is what you deserve. So with that said, Dexpose goes on. <clears throat> and it says, thankfully, the NHS data informs us that just 3,832 people actually died of COVID-19, or at least that's what they claim. Again, they haven't proven that, that the SARS-CoV-2 even exists. Within 28 days of a positive test result in England hospitals between March 2020 and August 25th, 2021. And they provided a, a, a number of freedom of information requests uh, during that period, requesting to know how many people have died within the 28 days. And so they, they go on in all of this. The point is, though, and there's, there's a lot of documentation that's in this article here. But the point is, is that people are dying from what they see, from their own data. They're dying in less time from the shot, more people than die over an 18-month period from the convicts. Six months versus 18 months. And in six months, more people die from that shot than those who died in the 18 months from the alleged convicts. That, that really ought to be sobering. And then we add to that the stuff that Kate has been bringing out, this guy, Stuart Wilkie, um, who's been giving her the information too, is he's been researching that they're killing the elderly in the hospitals. And they have a quota for doing the end-of-life care, or as Kate says, the ending-of-life care. That's what they're doing. They're, they're engaged in murder there. And they know they're engaged in it. Go read this stuff on um, uh, Dr. Macus had on the Midazolam murders. And remember, we had Dr. Macus on from Canada pointing out all the doctors who were dying after taking the shot. Same thing going on here. Same stuff. And it's going to get worse. If you think there's a reprieve here, maybe you're right to a certain extent, but don't think they aren't waiting to push this WHO pandemic treaty in. And when that goes in, listen, when that goes in, you're left with no options here. You're left with no options. What will they do? I don't know. But I know we have to prepare for it. And again, I don't, you know, I see little pockets of resistance, which is great. 
I see large pockets on in some in some areas, which is great. But until when they bring back the mandates, that's when you'll start to see. And this time it won't be under a mandate. They'll bring it under under pretended legislation. And I say pretended legislation because that's what the the framers of the, the excuse me, that's what the forefathers said in the Declaration of Independence. They called the king's um, his laws pretended law, pretended legislation. They would be trotted across the sea to uh, answer for pretended offenses. They're not they're not real offenses. Just like the king's law wasn't real law. But you can bet they're going to try to push that on the people. They're going to try to enforce it and say, well, now it's a law. And you people who believe that Congress can just write whatever they want or any outside body that we don't elect or anything else can just write what they want, you've already set yourself up for it. You said, well, okay, they went through the process and they did it. Yeah, but this, that, and I said, I know. Which means we have to resist them. Because the people are caught up in a two-party system. And that's, that's the reality. This is the matrix, if you will, that we're caught up in. And I'll tell you, the more I think about it, and the more I step back from just commenting on things and seeing where they're going, the more I'm convinced that we're not waiting on 1984 or Brave New World. We're in it. We're in it. Now, I've, I've seen it for a long time, but the more I start looking at how everything's interconnected, especially this money issue and how it's tied in, the more I'm convinced we're in it now. We're not waiting on it. We're not trying to fight it off. It, we're in it. And so the question is, how do you resist this? There's a great article, by the way. Highly recommend you read it. Because this is something that I did think about during the protests. And uh, I think we talked a little bit about it with Kate because Kate got out of the protest too. She's like, this is all we're doing every weekend. It's like a big party. And she says, it's great to see all the people out and they're doing it. But how many of them are willing to do the next step that needs to be done? And not many are able to do that. There's this great piece out by, um, by this guy by the name of Der Gary D. Barnett. I don't, I don't know him. But I read the piece. I thought it was really great. He talked about the useless risk and extreme danger of physical mass protest as a solution to tyranny. It's really good because he gets on that too. That the people go out, they spend their energy walking to the street, holding up banners and all, and all of that's great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with drawing attention to, a, to an issue, but that should be a means to an end, not the end itself. And I think that's what he's saying. He thinks that people are in the mentality that if I just go out here and I protest, that is the end. That is what I'm supposed to do, and that's all I'm supposed to do. No, it's not. When Martin Luther started the Protestant revol uh, Revolution, the Protestant Reformation, when he started that, what did he do? Well, he just went simply to the church door where you put up your announcements and all, and he nailed his 95 Thesis, which was largely aimed at the indulgences and the corruption within the church. Okay? That was a means to an end. During that, what is he doing? He's teaching people daily. The, the people that he's in, he's teaching. And then he has to go stand trial for the things he's written. 
And you know the story of that, how he stood his ground on what he had written. He obviously repented of some things that he said he might be a little harsh. But he held to the, the gist of everything that he wrote there. And he says, I'm not going to, I'm not, I can't renounce that. So there's, there's more to it than just the party atmosphere. And this is what kind of what I was getting at on the January 6th, because I remember speaking before that saying, if you're just going out there to have a, a grandstand party out on the lawn, you're not going to accomplish anything. And I remember saying, you're going to have to get where these guys hear you. You're going to have to address them for your grievances. And they're not going to listen to you if you're out on the mall. They're just going to go, okay, well, they're no threat to us. Now you got to make them hear you. And of course, you see what how people were lured down there uh, on January 6th. You see what went on, and then you see how they took it and made it out that these guys were terrorists, simply because they were upset that their voice wasn't being heard. Now, you can bet your bottom dollar if that was Black Lives Matter that was out on the Capitol front there, if you could get that many of them there. I don't even know that you could fill up the, the, the front of the Capitol building. If it was Black Lives Matter, you can bet you wouldn't have heard a peep about it. In fact, you might have had the media there filming it and saying, isn't it great how these guys are standing up for their rights? Yeah, if you'd have had that, no problem. Question a fraudulent election, and fraudulent it is. I don't care if NewsGuard, I don't care if your self-appointed, bought and paid for Slack hecklers want to sit there and tell you it's not. You can even believe your lying eyes or you can believe them. Which one are you going to believe? You, you guys have seen the videos. You've seen the documentation. You've heard the testimony of eyewitnesses. There's clearly voter fraud going on, and there's clearly voter fraud going on in the sense that there are people who have been arrested and convicted of it. Not on the large scale it should be, but there has been. So, going back to this other. <laughs> Got off subject there just a little bit, and I pulled up a different screen. But but I, I highly recommend you take a look at that that article, because it, it the point is, it's got to go beyond a protest. And it's, it's got to go to what we talk about here on the Sons of Liberty, and that is justice. That is the one thing that's left off in all of this, is justice. That's the one thing there. Um, let me take, and uh, as I move along, I'll throw that in the archive, but I'm also throwing it in the chat for any of you guys who want to uh, take a look at that. Now, you remember we had James Roguski on, and um, he was talking about this issue with the World Health Organization's treaty. Well, James has a five-minute video here, and I'm going to play it for you. You guys will be able to hear it because all it is is a picture. I call it a video because it's on YouTube. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to play this for you guys on the radio. You'll be able to hear it. It's five minutes. It's just a pop quiz to ask you if you're even aware of What's going on with this treaty, how it affects things, and this, that, and the other. Just take a listen to this. It's five minutes, and we're going to come back, and we're going to go to Scripture for uh, what we're seeing taking place here. Take a listen. Okay, it's pop quiz time to test your awareness of the difference between the proposed amendments to the international health regulations and the proposed so-called pandemic treaty. Here we go. Question number one. 
Which document seeks to remove the full respect for the dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms of people? Question number two. Which document seeks to change the definition of the terms temporary and standing recommendations by deleting the phrase non-binding? Question number three. Which document seeks to mandate that recommendations shall be implemented as soon as possible, effectively making recommendations legally binding? Question number four. Which document seeks to empower the Director General to declare emergencies even if there is only the potential for an emergency to exist? Question number five. Which document seeks to empower the Director General to create an allocation mechanism through which he would be authorized to control the means of production of required pandemic response products? Question number six. Which document seeks to empower the Director General to recommend things such as quarantine, vaccines, and medical examinations and medical treatments that would be legally binding to implement immediately? Question number seven. Which document seeks to create a global digital health certificate that would include vaccine, testing, prophylaxis, and recovery certificates, as well as passenger locator forms that would be implemented in both paper and digital form using QR codes. Question number eight. One of the documents requires the signature of a nation's official in order to come into force on a provisional basis. However, the other document requires no signature whatsoever, nor does it require the advice and consent of the Senate or Parliament. Which document would be entered into force under the concept of silence equals consent? Question number nine, which aspect of the propaganda that is implemented by the media is more powerful and effective? Is it the promotion of news that includes enough misinformation to overwhelm any facts that are contained in the story? Or is it the maintenance of silence regarding information that is of vital importance while promoting stories of lesser importance? Okay, that's the end of the pop quiz. So here are the answers. All of the details mentioned in this pop quiz are aspects of the proposed amendments to the international health regulations. However, the media, including the alternative media, have been fixated on the proposed pandemic treaty and have mistakenly reported aspects of the proposed amendments as if they are included in the proposed pandemic treaty. At the same time, the media has all but ignored the proposed amendments to the international health regulations. Which aspect of propaganda is worse is up to you to decide. The result has been advanced confusion rather than comprehension. And here's one bonus take-home question. If a loved one was in an abusive relationship with someone who was attempting to gain legally binding control over their life, in order to abuse them even further, which non-binding advice would you give to them? Would you attempt to negotiate better terms to limit the abuse of their rights, freedoms, and dignity? Or would you recommend that they exit any and all aspects of their relationship with their abuser as soon as possible? For complete information, including the source documents, as well as a list of 10 things that you can do 
actions that you can take, please visit StopTheGlobalAgenda.com or give me a call anytime at 310-619-3055. Okay. All right. So that's uh, that's James Rogoski. And again, we've had him on the show, and he's he's really in on this thing. He really knows what he's talking about. And I think he's just gave us a, a pretty good picture that what you've got is you've got this international health stuff, and then you've got the the pandemic treaty. And the while they're they're holding up the pandemic treaty and you know making everybody fearful and looking at that one, they're writing these things that he just asked in the pop quiz. They're writing them into the thing that's not getting any attention. Look at what I'm doing over here in the right hand while I do the trick in the left hand. That's what's going on. And that's it's very slick. This is how this is how they do stuff. There's no question about it. Um, <clears throat> but this is all born out of what we're seeing here. Now, <clears throat> so let's just recap something that we've talked about before. And I've got something going on. The other night, something happened in my ear. I don't know what happened. It feels like it's swollen up. Um, yeah, it's just drive me crazy. And so I hear out of it sometimes and I'm not hearing out of it sometimes too. Um, <clears throat> one of the passages that we go to in the scripture when we're talking about this stuff about putting the things in our bodies, um, Leviticus 17, 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. And this is why you have to have a blood sacrifice. Now, we're not out doing what the Mayans did. We're not out doing what other people did with their sacrifices and stuff. We, we have a sacrifice. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. He offered his body once, and God was pleased with it, and then he sat down at the right hand of the Father. No priest ever sat down. Their work was never done. Why? Because the blood of bulls and goats... Don't take away sin. They're not a real sacrifice for sin. They're an atonement. They're a covering, but they're not a, they're not, they don't take away any sin. And so this is why you needed a man, because a bull or a goat can't die in the place of a man in the sense of taking away his sin. But another man can submit himself for another man. Because the law must the, the law demands death. Isn't that what God told Adam? You eat of the, the day you eat of this fruit, you'll surely die. The soul that sinneth will die, right? So <clears throat> when we talk about this, we're talking about you're getting things into your blood knowingly, putting them in there that's damaging to your temple. Okay? Um, so what's, what's happening right now? Well, what's happening is what we warned about for so long. And many of you guys, look, you're aware of it. You're resisting at every turn. Instead of just protest, have it go into a protest or something, you're actually involved in saying, nope, we're not going to do that. Nope, we're not going to do that. We're not, we're not going to give you our money here at this restaurant or, or this store if this is the way you're going to behave towards us. No, we're not going to do it. We'll just not go somewhere or we'll go somewhere else uh, when these kind of things are pressed. So let's go to <clears throat> Amos chapter 6. I kind of want you to listen to the whole context of what's going on here, and you tell me if this does not sound like the United States of America. Now, it's not about the United States of America, but 
is tell me if the application doesn't sound like that. <clears throat> so, beginning in verse 1, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations, to whom the house of Israel came. Pass ye in unto Kalna and see, and from thence go ye to Hamath the great. Then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Be they better than these kingdoms? Or their border greater than your border? Ye that put far away the evil day and cause the seed of violence to come near. Now that's normally what what we'll quote here on the Sons of Liberty. I just kind of want you to see what's what's all around that warning there. That because you don't deal with the evil in your midst, you're allowing it to come closer, <clears throat> even to your front door. And then he says this. Listen and, and see if you don't hear the echoes of the wealth and ease, okay? That lie upon beds of ivory and stretch themselves upon their couches and eat the lambs out of the flock and the calves out of the midst of the stall. They chant to the sound of the vial and invent to themselves instruments of music like David. They drink wine in bowls and anoint themselves with the chief ointments, but they're not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. Therefore, now shall they go captive. <clears throat> so what you see is, is you see all these people here are living in wealth and ease. Beds of ivory. I mean, that's a luxury back then. I don't know anybody has beds of ivory, at least not in the States. You might find it in the Middle East. But beds of ivory. They've got the finest of the lambs, the finest of the calves to eat from. They've got so much time on their hands, they're you know, inventing instruments of music. They're, they're partying. They're taking time for primp so much primping, anointing themselves with the chief ointments. Now you know why I don't, I don't care for the primping. Doing your guys doing their hair and all this stuff and spending all the time from the mirror. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. This is the time they have just to do these things, these vain things. And so he, this is what he says. Therefore now shall they go captive with the first that go captive. And the banquet of them that stretch themselves shall be removed. The Lord God has sworn by himself, <clears throat> saith the Lord God of hosts, I abhor the excellency of Jacob and hate his palaces. Therefore will I deliver up the city with all that is in that is therein. And it shall come to pass, if there remain ten men in one house, that they shall die. And a man's uncle shall take him up, and he that burneth him, to bring out the bones out of the house, and shall say unto him that is by the sides of the house, Is there yet any with thee? And he shall say, No. Then shall he say, Hold thy tongue, for we may not make mention of the name of the Lord. For behold, the Lord commandeth, and he will smite the great house with breaches, and the little house with clefts. Shall horses run upon the rock? Will one plow there with oxen? For ye have turned judgment into gall, and the fruit of righteousness into hemlock. Ye which rejoice in a thing of naught would say, Have we not taken to us horns by our own strength? But behold, I will raise up against you a nation, O house of Israel, saith the Lord, the God of hosts, and they shall afflict you from the entering in of Hamath into the river of the wilderness. 
So what happens here? Well, God has promised them judgment. They've forgotten him. This ties right back to Deuteronomy chapter 6. They haven't been teaching their children. They haven't been diligent about teaching their children. And as a result, what have they done? They've forgotten God, and so is their children, and so, so have their children. What's worse is, is that God has warned them about that. If you forget me, I will forget your children. How does that work? Does God just somehow have a memory loss? No, that's not what it is. God knows. It's not anything like that. It's because God has not been your God, and you have not passed that on, that faith on to your children. When I, when I talk about passing on, I'm not saying that you can somehow regenerate your kids. What I'm saying is you haven't given them the means of grace by giving them the Word of God, by praying for them, by encouraging and exhorting them to walk in the ways of the Lord. You've forgotten God, and they have forgotten Him because they don't know Him. Doesn't mean that they don't know there's a God. They do. Romans 1 is very clear about that. But you've not led him, you've not led them in the way they should go. So there, there's the issue at hand. Now, with that said, there's a number of people who go right along with all the stuff that's going on. And you need to hear me real clear. <clears throat> if you're listening and you're just going along with this stuff and you call yourself a Christian, you know, well, then where do you where do you resist the world? If you won't resist the world here in a simple thing of you need to put a mask on here or you need to do this, or whatever. if you won't resist this here, where are you resisting sin anywhere else? That's just as much lawlessness. It's tyranny against people, which is tyranny is lawlessness. See, I wonder if people go along with the stuff they go along with because they're not dealing with their own sin, their own lawlessness. And they don't understand the severity of the law. You know, when you read the Pilgrim's Progress, one of the things you see is that when Christian comes to the mountain that's on fire, right? It's where the law is that's going to slay him. You know, he's fearful and he's trembling and coming in there. When's the last time you saw somebody come to Christ who was fearful and trembling? What must I do to be saved? You know, those guys on in, in Acts chapter 2, <clears throat> when they were pricked to the heart, when they were called out for their sin in the murder of the Lord Jesus, the Bible says they were pricked to their heart, and they said, what do we have to do to be saved? We'll do anything. What do you want? Now, the problem is, is that man can do nothing in and of himself to merit the forgiveness of sin, nor the support of it, as we're seeing in some of this stuff. That is, God has to do it for you. That doesn't mean you're not responsible for it. It just means you're incapable of doing it. You've cut your legs off. If I can even give that as an example. You've cut your legs off and you've got to run a, a 10-mile race. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do it? Somebody's going to have to pick you up or you're going to have to do it on your hands or whatever the case may be. You're not going to make it on your hands. Somebody's going to have to pick you up. Somebody's going to have to run you across the line. Is that not what Christ has done? Has he not picked us up? 
Those of us who know him, has he not run us across the line? Has he not separated us and made us holy and sanctified us by his blood? Yeah. But for those who are outside of Christ, you still remain in that situation. You're not just sick. The Bible says you're dead in your sins and transgressions. But God, who's rich in mercy, is able to save you from that. But the point is, is this. You've got to recognize that you've been a lawbreaker. And for some people, that's very difficult to do. But you've got to recognize you're a lawbreaker, the breaker of God's law. Not man and his bazillion laws that he wants to come up with to restrict and regulate everybody into safety and security. You've broken your creator's law. And the Bible does command you to repent. That means change your mind about how you're perceiving the world, God, yourself, the law, seeing your sin before a just and holy God, and turning from it. If we start seeing people do that, really do that, this is what I was meaning about the, the Asbury thing the other week. Got some people saying there's some real stuff going on, some other people saying, eh, there's some stuff that's kind of, and, and usually that's the way it happens. The devil's going to find his way into what God's doing. Well, you'll see the fruit of it, whether it's genuine or not. You'll, you'll see the fruit of it. That will eventually come. The question is here is, what's the fruit as you examine your own tree? What's the fruit as you look on your, the branches of your own tree? What's the fruit there? Does it encourage things like what we've talked about today? Other tyranny against your fellow man? Pushing of the sorcery of the beast system. Are you just fine with that? Or are you a person who is opposed to that? And not just opposed with your thoughts, but even with your deeds. If you're one of those who are outside the Lord Jesus, I was mentioning before, the Bible commands, repent. Turn from your sin. Stop sinning. Get your Bible. Start following the Lord Jesus. And um, he doesn't promise you ease and wealth, but he does promise that he will be with you, that you'll know God and you'll have your sins forgiven. So we got time for for today. I forgot to turn things down just a little bit. So let me do that. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonslibertymedia.com. And then we'll be back with you in the morning. Lord willing, Kate Shimrani, 8 a.m. Talk to you then. See you.